possibilities are equally limitless, especially in France, where fully 46% of all people are engaged in some kind of bullshit occupation, and Japan, where they hire people to help you get on and off escalators. What do all these people have in common? They all have bullshit jobs. And guess what? They're having fun, making a living, enjoying their lives, perhaps more than you are right now as you wolf down that tuna sandwich before you push your nose back on that grindstone. Ah, bullshit jobs. God must have loved them, since he made so many of them. Actually, Abraham Lincoln said that about something completely different, the common man, I think, which is why they put his head on the penny. Anyhow, the people lucky and skillful enough to have secured bullshit employment are everywhere, in virtually every field, from Ayurvedic healing to yoga franchising. I couldn't come up with a Z. The folks who work in these coveted bullshit positions enjoy the best lives imaginable. They are paid well, they work very little, and their professions are highly respected because nobody really knows what they do. What, for instance, are the actual functions performed by a McKinsey consultant? Hmm? Other than sitting around making people nervous? None. That's what he does. And by next Tuesday, he'll probably be your boss's boss. You think I'm kidding? Read the paper. About half a mile from me is another division of my corporation. Not long ago, they named one of their McKinsey consultants to the number two position at the headquarters operation. The encouraging wrinkle here is that instead of the usual story of the consultant snuffing out a real live non-bullshit working executive, the McKinsey guy is superseding another McKinsey guy. Who says there are no happy endings in business? What does an aromatherapist actually do, hmm? Sniff things. Yeah, for big, fragrant bucks, that's what. When an executive vice president of New Media gives you his card, what is he offering? Who knows? Vaporware. For six figures plus a bonus equal to 100% of his base salary in reward for the quality and size of the digital bullshit he's capable of marketing. What is a shrink actually doing when he or she is nodding at a suffering depressive? Nodding. We know that much, but beyond that? Essentially unknown. I mean, I know PhDs who make upward of $300 an hour for that. On the other hand, my shrink is worth every penny. Is that because what he practices is not bullshit? Or that his bullshit is simply better than any other, at least for me? Who knows? This recording begins with certain assumptions. First, a fair amount of bullshit in anybody's job is a priori a good thing, however you define bullshit, which is an interesting subject in itself that we will pursue in a moment. Next, the ability to bullshit is what separates happy beasts from miserable mankind. Next, there are costs for obtaining and maintaining a job that is fundamentally bullshit, but all good things come at a price. Next, all jobs, no matter how apparently full of content, can be rendered into a high-octane, lucrative, completely insubstantial charade over time. And finally, there are some people who have a negative take on bullshit jobs. If you've listened this far, well, I'm guessing you're probably not one of them. To begin, we must ask some critical questions that, although they are about bullshit, are not of it because bullshit is in itself a serious subject and worthy of discourse that is not completely full of it. I'm not sure what the other questions are, but I know what the first one ought to be, and here it is. A critical question. What is bullshit? Is it, as suggested by Harry G. Frankfurt, the author of a rather censorious but best-selling bullshit book on the subject, 
the product of moral morons who are content to live in the gray zone where there is no truth and no untruth, that the bullshitter cares less about the truth than the liar? You know, this seems rather severe to me, even if it is true or, or not true. In fact, I don't care if it's true or not, come to think of it. Is it silly stuff like you see in all the websites dedicated to bullshit on the Internet? Now we're a little closer, but we're still not quite there. Some bullshit is silly, true, but just because something is idiotic doesn't make it bullshit. Some very smart things are completely full of it. Have you read any string theory? Is it, as Penn and Teller demonstrate in their truculent and amusing cable program, all the hypocritical garbage that clogs our social system, the faith healers, astrologers, dowsers, marketers? Yes, yes, but to define a thing by its most egregious and worst examples is unfair, I think. There is bad bullshit just as there is bad art of all kinds, but there is also good art. And that, my friends, is perhaps the most precious commodity that humanity can produce. Ultimately, what we're looking for here is a definition of bullshit that is not bullshit. This turns out to be difficult, so I'm not even going to attempt it. Why bust my hump when I can be true to the spirit of this exercise and not turn a bullshit assignment into something rigorous? Just a few salient thoughts, though, might be in order, because even though a job may be a bullshit job, that doesn't mean it isn't a job at all with bullshit duties that must be performed with energy, if not seriousness. So, a few salient thoughts. First, bullshit is not what is true, but what we wish might be true. That is, bullshit is hope. Next, bullshit is what you say when you have nothing to say. It is the effort to fill the void between knowledge and ignorance. And it takes the kind of finesse, practice, and talent that characterizes the pursuit of other creative human activities, which is why we call its practitioners artists. Next, bullshit is what passes for the truth until the real thing comes along. For instance, when a man is losing his hair, he will very often spend time fluffing up what he has left in the mirror. He bullshits himself into thinking he looks better until he can see his scalp gleaming in the unkind glare of the bathroom light. When that happens, he may very well shave his head completely and then bullshit himself into believing he looks better that way than he did with hair. In this, we also see that the first consumer of an individual's bullshit is and must be him or herself. Next, the truth hurts, but bullshit is kind. Lies are corrosive, but bullshit is a warm puppy. Next, bullshit is not a hobby. It is a way of life. It is a strategy, a game, a jolly thumb in the eye of anything that is not bullshit. Bullshit is fun. And finally, the job that embodies all these characteristics will be one, easy, two, prestigious, three, pay well, and four, offer a path to even bigger bullshit jobs. All of this sounds pretty attractive, doesn't it? Of course, it's not for everybody. There are quite a few who look down their nose at bullshit and the artists who tender it. These are generally serious, tedious people who don't realize that they too are bullshitting somebody about something. Now, if you're one of them, go away right now. Better yet, buy this recording for a friend who knows what to do with it. The problem, however, for even the most ambitious bullshit artists is how to differentiate real jobs from bullshit ones. As a public service, then, I'm going to take a cursory stab at how one might view this issue of what is bullshit and what is not. For example, not bullshit. The miracle of childbirth. Bullshit. The NFL halftime show. 
Not bullshit. A massive heart attack at the age of 50. Bullshit. Receding hairline at the age of 50. Not bullshit. A receding hairline at the age of 30. Bullshit. A massive heart attack while having sex. Not bullshit. Divorce. Bullshit. Divorce lawyers. Not bullshit. Art. Bullshit. Art criticism. Not bullshit. God. Bullshit. Religious zealots. Not bullshit. Religious zealots with weapons. Bullshit. Plastic silverware in first class. Not bullshit. Anderson Cooper. Bullshit. George Stephanopoulos. Not bullshit. Health. Bullshit. Healers. Not bullshit. War. Bullshit. Warmongers. Not bullshit. Truth. Bullshit. Cheese whiz. Now, I could make an attempt to elucidate all the things that unite the stuff in column two, you know, the second things I said, and distinguish that matter from the items in column one, the things that are not bullshit, but I think that would be a waste of time. That said, there are certain things that we could chew the fat about for a minute on the subject. All the items that are not bullshit exercise a certain muscle in the human soul. The items that are bullshit, well, they have to spend a lot of time marketing, pitching, explaining themselves. Finally, I suppose it comes down to this. The stuff that is not bullshit is fragile, precious, and easily broken. God, for instance. Now, how hard do we have to work to reach him? Just as we feel we're getting close, he or she slips away from us, either because he's busy elsewhere or because we are. Or Anderson Cooper.